I'm Taylor. And I'm Mackenzie. And, and we're, we're twins. twins. I like starting things and sometimes finishing them. And I love talking about television, which made us want to deep dive into TV pilots. So join us each week as we analyze, dissect, and possibly even enjoy some of television's greatest opening episodes in From the Top with Taylor and Mackenzie. Hey everybody, welcome to From the Top with Taylor and Mackenzie, where we talk about a different TV pilot every other week. This week we're talking about the pilot of Full House, and though the pilot is our main subject of discussion, as always there will be spoilers for the rest of the series, which you all should have seen because it was made in 1987. So we're going to begin, and we're going to look at our burning question for the week that we are going to answer. Should you trust your five-month-old with two men who have never changed a diaper? Most definitely. Yeah, I I don't know about that. Mackenzie, are you wearing a leopard print shirt? I am. Is there? I've never seen you wear an animal print before. I wore leopard print shoes yesterday, so you don't know me. Are you even my twin? I, I didn't see you yesterday. <laughs> yeah, well, I haven't seen you in forever. Hashtag 2020. Okay. Uh, 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 uh. That well, took a Mackenzie, it did. This week is a very special week because we're talking about Full House, which aired on September 22nd. 1987 is there something like about that date i don't know maybe the best day in the world because it's the exact <gasps> day that we were born that's pretty crazy i know i mean this show is our triplet oh yeah. it's a baby that came out i wonder what time it came out when did it emerge <laughs> from its brother's mother's birth canal of abc <laughs> oh well we came out in the morning so it definitely was after that so we're the older ones you're the oldest i'm the middle and this is the oh, youngest oh you're getting a chance to be the middle child this time <laughs> around taylor well guys i this might get weirder okay we've both had a long day and no mm-hmm. one's been drinking but it's pandemic time so here we go uh taylor besides it being our birthday that we were we were born at the same time as this show which is the main reason we wanted to do it because our birthday is tomorrow how old are we gonna be do you remember? <laughs> We're going to be 19. Oh my gosh. What a world. <laughs> We're going to be 33, Woo. which is hopefully better than 32. I mean, 32 was pretty great for me. My son was born. Joy oh. filled my heart more than it ever has. And yes, we had a pandemic and there's a lot of bad stuff going on, but Freddy conquers all. Freddy conquers all. I'm going to make a t-shirt that says that. He pretty much made my year too, so... What is fun to think about is this show now is 33 years old. We can think about that when we talk about the show. Did you watch this show growing up? I remember watching it quite a bit, and I don't know if it was in syndication or when it was actually airing, or both maybe. Probably both. I mean, my me- my brain is full house of memories of this show, but most of them, Michelle is pretty old, so so I do wonder, maybe we watch the, the later seasons live and then the rest in syndication. I don't know. But I did enjoy the show. I hated Kimmy Gibbler. And I loved As Steve. we were taught to, they conditioned <laughs> us to hate her. I love the idea of just introducing a character you're supposed to hate. I should work on that in my writing. You should. And you know what? They introduced her in this episode through a phone call. We, we heard oh, yeah. DJ talking to her on the phone when she was all mad. And we'll get to that. But yeah, have we ever loved to hate someone so much? Maybe this is where that came from. Who knows? All righty, Mackenzie, let me read our plot summary for this episode. 
After the death of his wife, Danny Tanner's got his hands full with his three young daughters. He calls on the help of his bad boy brother-in-law and goofy best friend. And an unconventional, sappy sweet family is born. The age of the family comedy. What a time to be alive. I don't know if there are many family comedies that are actually meant to be watched with your kids today. We just watch things like with Bear Grylls or Survivor. So it's mostly like reality <laughs> TV, like The Floor is Lava, American Ninja Warrior. I could never watch any of those shows again and be happy. Well, it's because today's shows, you can't do that like sappy sweet clarinet family moment that's yes. stupid <laughs> you can't get away with that on tv today so i like that observation so we've established that we have fond memories of the show it's been our triplet but i want to know Mackenzie, do they make a positive first impression in scene one well they definitely start right off the bat because i think maybe the first line is Danny talking to his mom. The, the girl's grandma has been there taking care of them, and he's like, who have been taking care of this ever since Pamela died. Wah, wah. It's just, you know, exposition. It, they're just jumping right in. What do you think of this alternate scene one where Danny is drinking a bottle of scotch in, the, in a dark corner, and Stephanie comes in and saying, Daddy, are you okay? And he's like, get out of here. You won't be your mother ever, or something like that. And it's just very bleak. So he knows he needs the help of some friends to carry yes. on. The show is about them pulling Danny back up. Out of a drunken... You know, there was a lot... Of, the actors did a lot of drinking and drugs in real life. That's true. So that would be the maybe lifetime version of it. I was imagining him more like sopping over his, his wife's coffin at the funeral and Joey and Jesse like pulling him off. I don't know. That's also... Who would want to watch that? They should have done a little flashback to them as pallbearers. That would have really set the stage. <laughs> All right, this is getting dark. <laughs> Let's talk about the introductions of Jesse and Joey. In terms of pilot construction, this might have been the most effective tactic they take, where each of them enter and you understand their whole character based on what they are wearing and what they have with them. Which does make you wonder, is there going to be any more to them? And non-spoiler alert, because the show is 33 years old, not really. So, <laughs> This guy's wacky and this guy likes music. Yeah, pretty much. Will you give me a little snapshot of what happens when Joey comes in and when Jesse comes in? Yeah, so Jesse walks in. He's got his amp and his guitar and like the tiniest bag ever, which I'm sure just contains two pairs of hair, oh, products? Yes, hair products. And I was going to yeah. say two pairs of like bikini briefs, men's bikini oh, briefs. Picture that. I don't want to... <laughs> Yikes. You guys can't see it, but I'm like making a ooh face. But yes, then he throws the guitar on the ground because that's what musicians do. Right. Who throws a guitar? I, my husband plays the guitar and I'm thinking like he treats it maybe better than our children. So. And then yeah. Joey enters carrying the world's largest pile of dirty laundry and wearing a Hawaiian shirt. <sighs> and it's like, all right, this guy is nonsense. Pretty much. And he remains nonsense for the rest of this pilot. That's for sure. So yeah, so we get those character introductions, and that's pretty much it. And the girls are there too. You've met them with their grandma, and they're very sweet. And apparently there's a baby who's napping, so. When you don't want to show the baby actors, just, they're napping, whatever. They nap t 10 times a day whenever we need them to. Yeah, that's realistic. Not. There are a few fun things to talk about in terms of production history, so let's get into that real quick. Let's talk about the elephant in the room first. Bob Saget, he was the first choice to play Danny Tanner. I don't know why, because I think he's a terrible actor and he's not likable at all. 
Yeah, just his face and the nose and everything is a lot. <laughs> just his face. He's just the Joel face. of this show. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I did know that they were looking at the guy from Mad About You. What's his name? Ooh, Paul Reiner. Doodle do do. do. I feel like he could too. definitely play nerdy and, you know, and like fatherly. Anyways, yeah, Bob Saget, he just, I like, I like guys that in our notes, Taylor just said he sucks. Back to the reason I bring this up. So they aired the, or they shot the pilot with another actor, John Posey, because Bob Saget was unavailable. And then they realized, okay, we definitely want Bob Saget. So they reshot it and the rest is history. But I would love to see the show all seasons with John Posey, just because I have to imagine he'll be better than Bob Saget. That's a lot of Bob Saget shade. Well, I encourage everyone, we'll include a link in our show notes to a short clip of the opening credit scene that actually has John Posey in it. It's worth watching because it is eerie. It's literally the exact same opening credit scene shot for shot that they have Bob Saget in. And so they're like running down the hill in San Francisco. It's it's just actually quite funny because the rest of the cast is the same. It was creepy, but... I'm sure Stephanie's you know. yelling, you're not my real dad at some point in there. Well, I will say that I read that the girls actually really bonded with John Posey and were so sad when Bob Saget <laughs> came in. So I'm like, you monsters. <laughs> sad. Here we go. I also want to talk about Three Men and a Baby. Ooh, great movie. Uh, it seems a little ridiculous because uh, the movie came out two months after Full House aired. And they're basically the same premise, three adult <laughs> single men, and there's a baby in there, especially in this pilot, since they're struggling to put on a diaper, which right. we'll talk about later. And I have to imagine that either Jeff Franklin, the creator, or the writers of Three Men and a Baby had heard about the other, right? Right. I did read on an article that Jeff Franklin knew about the movie and wanted to have one of the daughters be a baby because of all the hilarity that ensues with Three Men and a Baby. This was just a random article online, so I don't know if it's actually true. Maybe. Well, he it turned out well for both of them because that movie's beloved and so is the show. So no one no one got the, the shaft on this one. All right. Well, I was definitely thinking of th- the twins in this episode since they are our representatives in the show. Some little twins <laughs> in our little triplet here. And Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen, they were one of 10 twins who were auditioned. And they were chosen because they were the only ones that didn't cry during their audition which that works out i heard later that they cried a lot in the first season <laughs> and that john stamos was like they gotta go guys don't trust a baby that doesn't cry for one time like just think they've made millions and millions of dollars because they didn't cry that one time maybe i should think about that more when i'm like if i can just hold in my tears is this a <laughs> is this a like promotional video for not having emotions that's probably it might be but it's very sad yeah <laughs> Mackenzie, I want you to be transported back to the turn of the nineties, turn of the okay, the turn of the decadery, when TGIF was flying high, woo, Full House launching TGIF with Home Improvement, Family Matters. I do remember TGIF being such a big deal. I was like, oh my gosh, uh, it's Friday. Yes, Urkel's gonna be there. The Taylor kids with their terrible haircuts mm. oh my gosh Solid you know gold. home improvement just I'll, I'll give a jtt shout out anytime <laughs> oh were you being okay all right you were being i apologize Tim I, um, being Tim I really i found a picture of urkel on 
the set of Full House. And I think he was actually in an episode. Full House actually launched some of those shows with like little character bits, which is such a network thing to do. And that would never happen today. But it's it's fun to think of all the things that were allowed back in the day because people just didn't care. So (laughs) OTGIF. T-G-I-F. Real quick before we get into our key storylines, we're going to chat about the title scene of the show because it's very iconic. We cannot hear everywhere you look without thinking about Full House. And to me, the title scene is kind of like a storyline unto itself because it's actually really long. Yeah. Did you watch it? Oh, oh, multiple times. I mean, regardless of your thoughts on the quality of the pilot and the show in general, this is a great song. Yeah. It's a little like white America is great in the 90s so it doesn't play as well today but right it's full of little butterflies it's full of little Anne frank butterflies is what i'll say wait not Anne frank lisa frank. okay lisa, lisa frank. frank that guys this show is getting dark okay okay uh, let's um, line it up I, i'm gonna play for you a theme song and i want you to tell me okay is this the full house theme song okay That literally has the exact same energy of the Full House, like the highs, the the ah feel. Oh yeah, that so is like, remarkable. The show is our triplet, and the writer of the of Everywhere You Look, Jesse Frederick, he wrote the themes to Family Matters and Step by Step, and they are basically all the same song. Oh my gosh! All with that same idea about like life is crazy these days, you know. Well, maybe they're trying to like inception us on TGIF to just like this show. You'll love it. You love this one. You'll love the other. Listen to the music. That is a very good point. That's a very executive thing to do. Can I tell you my favorite thing about the title scene? Mm-hmm. Guys, again, you don't have to watch the whole pilot because you just you'll hear the rest of our show. Why? But the title scene itself, I counted. Do you want to know how many different tank tops that Jesse wore in one title scene? This is just the beginning of the show, you guys. How many tank tops do you think he wears? Two? There's enough wardrobe changes that he is wearing three different tank tops. They are gray, bright yellow, and teal. And they were all tucked into his little black skinny jeans. It just was delightful. I'm like, I wonder if John Stamos had a say in this and probably thought he looked so good. I'm picturing him wearing like a gecko Hawaiian tank top, but maybe that's just our dad. Oh my gosh, that's... I don't want to think about that. (laughs) Well, before I go back and watch the theme song again, let's get into our key storylines. Number one being... Your mom is dead. Oh, no. I can't not have this be dark. It's just dark now. <laughs> well, maybe maybe <laughs> we'll just make timeline. it also that your mom is dead, but now your uncles are moving in. Hooray. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay, the real one we wrote down was Uncle Jesse and Uncle Joey move in. Woohoo! Yay. Yay. Well, you know, dead. it was like a little dark as now a parent of kids who can actually like understand things. The first scene, the grandma says goodbye, and then it's just Danny and the girls for a minute before the two uncles show up. And he is like super cheerful, and he's like, oh, girls, we're going to have tons of fun. He literally says, everything will work out super great because your uncles are coming to live here, you know? And I'm like, dude, just, you guys need to go to grief counseling because you're just shoving all the emotions under the rug. I hope they did. You know? Yeah. Well, That's a really sad thought. <laughs> he just, you know, 
we're gonna have tons of fun i'm like this is such a classic dad move where it's like just it's all gonna work out and me as somebody who is a worst case scenario person was like dude their mom just died maybe be in reality a little more but let's be honest this was a sitcom so i'm reading into this too much this is not breaking bad full house how many cotton candies did each of those daughters eat in those two weeks or three weeks or whatever yeah a lot my big question was after the characters introduced joey is supposed to be living in the alcove in the living room oh my gosh well it's literally just like a place under the stairs it's like harry potter (laughs) yes i know eventually he moves into the basement i mean there's a lot of character movements around this house there's a great article which we will link to in the show notes detailing where everyone moves to throughout the series and it's surprisingly interesting to, to actually read but I'd have no memories of Joey living in the living room. But I can see how they'd be like, oh, this will lead to some good comedy because he'll right. be silly in the background. I just can't imagine a grown man wanting to do that. But actually, Danny does mention that he's living there for free. So free rent to live in a space that looks like a cupboard. My other favorite but non-favorite part of this Jesse move, moving in thing is just how immature he is. I was shocked throughout the episode thinking as an adult watching this, because I was a kid where I think as a kid, I would kind of think it was funny. And I'm like, listen, bro, it's your sister who just died. You're being a butthead. Is her grieving widower supposed to like paint your bedroom for you? No, you can be the one to move in and make it nice. I just, it's supposed to be played for comedy. Again, me like not being able to deal because I'm like, what's your problem? I love imagining Danny repainting the room with like little guitars. Oh my gosh. Little like sponge painted stencils on the wall of yeah. the cars. Yeah. Maybe yeah, Jesse the is the worst. I mean, later in the episode, he wants to bring this rando into the home and <sighs> be alone with her while the three daughters are like in the next room, basically. So he's the best. What a great mullet he has. He gets better, right? I assume so. I, I do love his catchphrase. Can you do it for me? Have mercy. I don't know. That was, that was, that was <laughs> I was just trying to have a, a man voice. His mullet also is amazing in this pilot. And we know his hair is a big deal, but it was pretty great. Mm-hmm. Maybe his only redeeming well, quality. Well, we begin with the men moving in and then he story number two, DJ moves out. Ooh, Ooh. Intrigue. Let me start by saying DJ has moved every item she owns to the garage without Joey and Jesse noticing at all. What were they doing? That's a great question. Probably some drugs in the in the attic or something. Okay, we're just, again, with the dark here. It was mm-hmm. funny. I'm like, you guys can't pay attention to three kids at once, apparently. This is going to be rough for you. And Danny was gone for like eight no hours one. in this episode. He was out of full work day. I'm like, geez, Louise, maybe Danny needed to like have a little trial run before throwing them at them. But this wouldn't be funny if it wasn't. So I will let that go. Yeah, there needs to be like a a syllabus. A training day. Right. My daughter's 101, something like that. Basically, everything Stephanie says the whole episode infuriates me. She has so many terrible <laughs> punchlines, but her little middle child punchline of nobody asked me, it almost swayed me into liking her the tiniest bit. Unpopular Not opinion funny. alert here. I think she was the best actor in this episode. <laughs> DJ, DJ, you could see her like kind of smiling, sweet little Can- Candace Cameron beer. Br- br- Beret, 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 whatever. Um, she was almost smiling every little line she had. Bob Saget, whatever. And then Dave Coulier, I could do without for the rest of my life. And just Will you say his name again. Dave Coulier, Coulier. Oh, Coulier. 
Oh, what? <laughs> He's Canadian. It's Coulier. Coulier. I'm sorry. Is that French or something? Um, He's French. I just actually thought that Stephanie was like the most adept little actor. She totally hit her punchlines and like it didn't seem overly done. Now she didn't do the whole how rude thing, but literally I think she had the oh, best timing rude. of everybody. So if I had never had how rude come into my head for the rest of my life, I would have been so happy. <laughs> Sorry. So thank you. <laughs> well, I will agree with you. She's the best actor in this episode and that is such Yikes. a burn. That's an this. indictment on everybody else. Oh my gosh. Um, and this storyline kind of wraps up where, you know, Jesse has tried to bribe her with money to get her moved back into her room and nothing is working. Yikes. And then Danny gives the very family moment like, well, DJ, Da-da-da. what would your mom do? Da-da-da. And the clarinet softly plays everywhere you look in a reprise. It's the one good parenting moment in this episode. It is a good parenting moment. And it made me remember that i really like their kitchen but we'll get to in a little bit (laughs) it really did make me wonder how 1990s taylor would have reacted to the family moment without being jaded the way that adult taylor is well i do remember the one time where she was drinking or she wasn't drinking (sighs) but was caught with a beer can and she they the adults didn't listen to her or something you know i will tell you from being a parent of at least an eight-year-old, he's my oldest, there are moments where you really biff it and you got to get down on your knee and be like, whoa, dude, I really wasn't listening to you. So maybe there's something there, but... Sorry, my mind's just going to all dark places. I'm just imagining little Michelle with a beer can saying, you got it, dude. Um, <laughs> well, that... I know, it's been a long child week. Child actors. Child actors. Guys, can you tell it's been a long week for both of us? We're going to dark places, okay? We can tell that this is a very deep pilot because we're to, we're to our third and final key storyline and it's michelle needs her diaper changed oh my gosh listen it's both the like it's the comedy you know point for the show and it's also the dumbest thing ever yeah if i was danny and i watched a video of what my friend and brother-in-law had done to my child they would never be allowed back in the house no and especially jesse screamed into the baby's crib I would have punched him he, in he his He said, shut up. Fate. That was where I was literally like, I think you went too far, yelling shut up at a baby who was crying. Okay, if I was rewriting this episode, I would have Jesse break down in tears and be like, I miss my sister so much. And then it would feel real, you know? Yes, right? Character building. Now now I've got to take care of your dumb baby. <laughs> Just kidding. The one, the one thing I would take away is like, they use tongs to deal with the diaper. And I'm like, hey, that's not a bad thing to do because it's gross. It, it was comedic to watch them trying to like spray her down with a kitchen sprayer. And I'm, it got lots of laughs on that laugh track, which I'm sure were very real. Wink. Yeah. It was just funny to watch them be adept or excuse me, not be adept. Inept. And I think this inept. Thank you. There we go. Vocabulary moment with Taylor. Trademark. It's one of those tropes where it's like, oh, we've got a smart, high powered mom and then a dopey dad that doesn't know how to do anything. Kind of like with that King of Queens show. Kevin James. Did I get that Kevin right? Kevin James. Yeah. Yes, where, you know, the dad doesn't know every, anything at all. And they don't have any kids in that I show. I don't know if that would. <laughs> I, I, you're right. Shut up. Maybe everybody's loves, loves Raymond. Yes. I think I was more thinking of just the trope of like, we don't know how to do anything, yes, totally. you know. And not that that may not still happen in some silly dude's lives, but I think I might have a lot of great husbands and fathers around me. Who at least know how to change a freaking diaper. Like watch it on YouTube now. Come on, Yeah, guys. me and Brian could take care of. Michelle, no problem. Like no that. Problem. I changed a diaper Brian... with a plum on Freddie's first day of life. Did I use with a plum correctly? Yes. 
You did. <laughs> Thank you. Well, guys, here's if you want to get a woman, learn how to change a diaper. I mean, it's going to change your life. Wait, <laughs> how do you use that pickup line? Hey, I know how to change diapers. Hey, if you want me as a future spouse, just so you know, okay. I'm better than John Stamos. Maybe not as hot, but I know how to change a diaper. Okay, so, I like that pickup line better than John Stamos at parenting. Well, guys, that was the pilot, and it wasn't great, <laughs> but we have a lot more fun things for you in this episode, so please hang with us. Now, Mackenzie, I mentioned the Tanner's Kitchen. I don't know what's so iconic about it. Maybe the wooden kind of staircase. There's the nice wooden right. accents. Uh, and everybody's sitting around that table and getting in trouble. Kimmy coming in the back door. Kimmy. I yeah, can't I believe... Ugh, you win, universe. I would have loved to have seen Kimmy in this pilot. The pilot felt kind of dead to me. It was just like dead punchlines. Maybe Kimmy could have brightened it up. She she could have... Maybe she'll actually be the character we end up liking most because we can relate with her. Like Maybe she's the one who actually knows everything. She's She's the... The fulcrum, the fulcrum, and everybody else. Wait, is I'm reading. I don't know. I'm reading a deleted scene where Kimmy pops into the kitchen and says, "How's your mom doing?" <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> no. Did you make that I up? That would be terrible. Oh my gosh. Okay, Taylor. Gosh, this is so dark. Okay, can we move on to something yes. happier? <laughs> Let's move on to something very happy. I mentioned the kitchen, and it got me thinking. What is your dream TV house? I want to Frankenstein yes. together different rooms from TV shows that we love and make our dream house. Yes. Let's start with just your number one room from a TV show. Of all time. Of all time. You know, it's not anything that special, but what came up first for me was the living room from Home Improvement. It was, it was so cozy and I loved that show so much. I just remember looking at the entryway and I actually remember as a kid thinking about like, how does that entryway work? Like, how are they coming around the corner and coming in and out? Maybe it was all the studying of Jonathan Taylor Thomas. I don't know. <laughs> the many hours I, I liked how it flowed. It was very cozy. All right, all right. What's, what's your nostalgic room? You'd probably pick something a lot cooler than mine. Well, this isn't a show. I mean, I liked this show, but it's not like top 10 or anything. It's from Hey Arnold. Oh my God. And his bedroom is dope. His whole ceiling is glass. He's got like one slanted wall where the door is and like built-in bookshelves next to his bed. And everything's like controlled by a remote. It's fantastic. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, maybe now I'll pick the closet from Clueless, but you know, neither Ooh, here nor there. <laughs> that did come up. That did come up. All right, Mackenzie, give me your, give me your TV house. Okay. Well, took a little, picture me cracking my knuckles like getting ready here took a little leg work here and I'm, I'm taking one from a previous show that we did here okay so coming from the front of the house we would have lorelei gilmore's front porch the one that luke fixed. that was what lorian said oh too. my gosh yay we're friends she was like this is the best porch ever okay. yes it's it's so pretty i like that it's wide you could actually fit a couple of rockers out there and hang out there's probably not much to look at in their lawn except their weird neighbors but i like it, it was very pretty I really enjoy the kitchen from the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, dude. It is so awesome. I would also take a butler. Okay, so like, I'm gonna have to pick a different one because that was my kitchen too. No, it wasn't. That was my. Oh kitchen. my gosh! Yep. Great okay. minds think alike. Well, what did, what did you love about it? I remember as a kid being like, "Those copper pots hanging from the top Ooh. are so classy. That's <laughs> how you know they reach." Yeah, because there's copper. I love Taylor thinking of classy things when we were little. There was actually, I want you guys to go take a 
take a look at it because there's tons of windows. It's really beautiful for a mm. 90s kitchen. 90s decor just has never seemed that nice looking to me but it was definitely before its time and obviously because they are hella rich but it was open and the floor was so nice and like had a huge island there was greenery in the kitchen i mean it was amazing i want that kitchen that would be great okay Mm -hmm. i will quickly move to i want the backyard from home improvement i just like the idea that you've got a fence and a neighbor that you can hang out with there's also room to blow things up if you're tim allen but i just want (laughs) to live next to a friend that's like, maybe I'll yes. live next to you someday and pop my head over and Freddie will only learn what the top of my face looks like. Um, okay, I'll finish <laughs> really quickly. <laughs> it's kind of sad. Um, I'm going to pick the Cohen's pool house and their pool from the OC mm. because I want to float around in that and be like, yeah. hey, random guy, go live there. Just kidding, I wouldn't do that. Finally, I'm going to also pick a par- an apartment. If I'm not going to live in a house that I hodgepodge, I want the college apartment from Boy Meets World. It was so cool. Mm. I don't know if you guys can remember. We'll try to include some pictures this week. It it was all brick. And then there was this cool kind of green railing that they walked around to their kitchen that separated Mm -hmm. the living area. And it just, I remember being like, gosh, that's a cool college apartment, which spoiler alert, no apartments are that cool in college because you're all broke. (laughs) But that's my dream TV house. I love it. What about you, Tay-Tay? I'm going to have to pick a new kitchen real quick since you stole mine. Sorry. Great twins think alike. All right, let me try and set the scene as well as you did. You really sounded like a realtor right there. Thank you. So, it's because I've bravo. bid on a bajillion houses because of the Seattle market. So you know. That was a long process, yes. <laughs> I've always loved the exterior of the Simpsons home with the bay window on the front. Ooh. Um, just the shape of it. So I kind of like that look. Yeah. If you can imagine I'll that. I'll go for that. Um, for the living room, this was tough. I love the Brady Bunch's giant staircase. Oh my gosh, yes. And they got the big fireplace, chimney, brick. Like, that's it's pretty cool, but it's a little sparse. So I'm going to put that. That's not my real pick. My real pick is Frazier's living room because yes. he's got the piano. It's got a the, really nice view. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's got the impossible view of the Space Needle, which doesn't exist. Even the recliner, which is cozier, even though he hates it. But So moving out of the living room. I'm going to go with Monica's kitchen. Nice. It's mostly because she has so many little touches that have carry so much weight, um, nostalgic weight for me, like her little one cent pickles jar. Aww. And I mean, you got the door frame right there. Which you have a, at your house. I do have one. And it's not like it's a very functional kitchen. I mean, let's face it, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, that's a kitchen yes. you can really cook some stuff in. And Monica's is just like two counters and then you're in the living room, basically. But the look of it, I do love. I already mentioned Arnold's bedroom, so that's going to be my my guest bedroom. Okay. And my master is going to be Clarissa Explains It All's oh, bedroom. Oh, gosh, I'm so jealous. <laughs> Which, not that this is a feature of the bedroom. I guess you could just put a ladder outside, but the way that Sam's always coming up to yes. the bedroom. Let's face it, who doesn't want that? So He's cool. got a cute little like leather vest and stuff. I want that kid to yeah. come and hang out, you know? <laughs> If I'm a teenager. There's just so much life in her room. She's got an alligator named Elvis. Enough said. Oh my gosh. Um, I didn't do a porch or a backyard, but I do want the basement from that 70s show. It's just like a classic kind of not nice, but nice enough to hang out in basement. Is there wood paneling, if I recall? I think so. Maybe I'm just nostalgic because our downstairs growing up used to have wood paneling. Mm. It was The ugliest wood paneling in the world. (laughs) (laughs) And then finally... Uh, you mentioned 
clueless, but I do want Dre's closet from Blackish. His oh hat and shoe gosh. collection. Oh. Hallelujah chorus right there. I don't even see my husband would want that. He has like 40 pairs of shoes, and I think I have maybe 10 total. I am not a shoe person, but I would take the closet. A sitting area? That would be amazing. Can I give you one more accessory that I would want? Yes. I would like the fish tank from Better Call Saul. Now, I know you haven't watched that show, but it's a very iconic part of the show, and I think it would be fun to have a fish tank with fish that I don't have to take care of because I think they're disgusting. But fish would be cool. So, (laughs) you know, just a fun accessory. I think this might be a fun activity, guys. If you're stuck inside from forest fires or the pandemic just go look up your favorite tv houses and all right well we are headed towards the landing of our episode here i'm sorry i couldn't help myself we're gonna do our five key questions to wrap up the strange delightful ishness of the full house pilot it was fun i might convince myself not delightful Maybe I just like talking about the dream houses so much that I'm on a high. Okay, yeah. Maybe that's giving a little more lev- levity. Well, Tay-Tay, does the pilot have a message? Um, Not really, but here's the message I pulled out. When you're a single dad, other single men are not going to be helpful in raising your young daughters. Yes. He basically goes from having three kids to having five kids because... Oh my gosh, Can yes. you call Jesse and Joey adults? No. No. No, I cannot. What about you? What do you think? Well, I already mentioned one of mine, which was go to grief counseling and learn how to talk to your children. <laughs> so my other message would be, don't tell your kids how to feel. Actually listen to them because that whole plot with DJ trying to move out wouldn't have even happened if they had not been like, oh, it'll be so much fun. You'll get to share a room with your sister. I don't Who know. you hate. Sometimes you just got to tell your kids what to do. But I don't know when your mom has just died. Maybe give a little more room and ask them questions. Might work out. Danny. Wise, sage words, Mackenzie. I don't know. Guys, you should have seen how I was with my kids today, so don't take any advice from me. All right. I have a guess as to what you're going to say, but Mackenzie, do they land the plane or pull Sully? Birds, 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 birds. I think that comparing this to Sully would besmirch his name because (laughs) this is like a crash and burn on Lost, okay? Um, Yeah, it was a very rocky landing. I, I don't I didn't expect too much more because it's like the 80s, but it kind of makes me wonder like was there just not better entertainment? I don't think so. There was not hundreds of options like there are now, so you're not buying for more. It's like this is on network TV. It just was so on the nose for me. I'm gonna tell you my two least favorite things. Okay, one, uh-huh. I think that Joey as a character is completely unnecessary. He did not do anything. He literally did some voices, and I'm like. I think that's all I remember were, from the show. They were terrible, too. They were, they were not that good. No. He did a Phil Cosby. Is that his name? Phil? Bill Cosby. <laughs> Bill Cosby. But really, I think they should have... I know they were trying to play him off of Jesse's, you know, kind of bad boy persona. Yeah. He's apparently a comic who's not very funny. I think that they did need two people. But man, I actually just think he's completely unnecessary as a character. It does make me wonder, like... Was this one of the best pilots from that year? I would love to have watched some of the other failed oh, pilots, some of the failed pilots from 1987. Also, has Dave Coulier gone on to do anything else? No, he doesn't deserve to. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Okay, the other thing that I could not handle, Taylor, that I will probably watch again just because I hate it so much, is when Stephanie was gliding across a curtain rod 
you guys, there's this moment where she's pretending to like hike over a curtain rod so that she doesn't have to cross the tape line that her sister made. And it is so obvious that someone is like pulling her from the other side. And then DJ pulls the blinds cord and like she goes back the other way. It was painful. I mean, I was like was cringing. Painful. I don't know. Did people actually laugh or was it just a laugh track? It, it crashed and burned <laughs> for me. What about you, Tay? Did you love it? Let me answer your question by ranking all of the characters out of likability. Oh my gosh. Okay. Least likable at the top. Okay. Joey, as you mentioned. Yes. Pointless. Stephanie. We talked about her being the best actor, but ugh. I get it. I get it. It's just so weird to to watch a show, especially after seeing such a, a successful pilot in The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, to watch a show that is all about punchlines. And when they don't land, just like... Oh, you just yes, set that up for better. 30 seconds, and it's terrible. Yeah. All right, so Stephanie, so we're getting more likable as we go. Danny. All right. Jesse. DJ. She, yeah. She commits no major sins in this episode. Then we got Michelle. The baby who does nothing. The baby. And then Grandma, oh my who has gosh. 30 seconds of airtime. Finally, most likable character is Pam, the dead wife. Wow. I, That's how much I hated everyone in this episode. <laughs> I just it's slow clap, Taylor. I'm I'm really proud of you did for. You, did you not see that coming? No, guys. I think this is the darkest episode yet, and I love it. It's a dark timeline. Now I'm imagining. Thank you for the community reference. Now I'm imagining the lost plane explosion, and not. I don't want any of these characters to die. That's too dark. But <laughs> I wouldn't mind if they were just cast off to an island forever. Did you watch Fuller House, Taylor? Oh, man, I watched like two episodes. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. It's so bad. I watched a few episodes as well when it first came out, and I was like, I'm sorry. There are shows like Breaking Bad on TV. Have you seen them? Okay, let's go to our (laughs) next key question. Who's your breakout star, Tay-Tay? Another stinging indictment. The breakout star is a six-month-old. Yeah! Mary Mary Kate and or Ashley Olsen. The only moment of this pilot that I truly loved was the final one where she like raises her little hands and cheers. Oh, that was heartwarming. Was and just because she looked a little bit like Freddie at that age. Oh. And... and yeah, you just put a baby in a pack and play. You don't have to do anything with them. They're just hanging out. But how lucky was Jeff Franklin that Mary-Kate and Ashley were so charming? They are amazing. I, I would maybe watch later episodes just to try. My kids today were asking me what show I was watching. And I was like, oh, we actually probably could watch a little episode or two with you. And they are also my breakout star. I'm wondering... Now, they are successful and very weird, but rich as hell adults. I don't know if I'd want to be them now. What was your favorite Mary-Kate and Ashley movie growing up? (laughs) Do you have one? I have two. There's a right answer, and then there's a second right answer. Movie? I don't even know if I can remember watching them. I know I watched the one in Australia. Nice. Okay. What's, What's that one? I don't know. I have to look it up. Okay. While you look that up, I will say... I did enjoy the TV show So Little Time on ABC Family when they were, what, like 13? Oh my gosh. The relationship between the dad and their babysitter woman was just good. I'm really impressed that you remember that. Our Lips Are Sealed is the... Our Lips Are Sealed. The Sydney. Taylor, I can't believe you missed this. The right answer is It Takes Two. It Takes Two, (laughs) baby. Guys, that's such a good movie. That is a... (laughs) It is a movie. <laughs> I- I'll give it that. And it is 
It has the Olsons in it. You know, the whole out-of-the-park World Series line about love. Oh. That's a plus. And you got the whole Sloppy Joe, Dern thing. That's a plus, but... Got the backwards hat. One of them's a tomboy. The other plays... I don't know if... The, she plays... I just remember her playing Chopin on the piano when I learned who Chopin Chop- was through that movie. <laughs> Chopin. Uh, um, I can't get over... Or I can't get past Identical Strangers and hairy butt kiss like oh my, oh my <sighs> gosh wow that's really... why i call it just a movie yeah i forgot that whole storyline but the chopping one really made an impression on me the right, other one is solid. billboard dad it's i've never know, seen billboard dad oh it's very worth watching i see that happening in your future lorian tell taylor he has to watch billboard dad with you <laughs> do they just yeah. make a billboard we want a dad no their their dad is single their mom has died or they got divorced or wow. something so they put a billboard up to have like a date for their dad and it's Another kind of a joke dead mom they find a new mom it's great everywhere you look there's a mom to marry your dead wait dead dad no. Your... <laughs> no shoot it's, there's a joke in there somewhere. yeah it works out uh, um okay i just want to say jeff franklin who created full house he wrote the movie to grandmother's house we go which was their first movie and he like uh-huh. kind of started this career those girls made so much money and they they were very smart whatever adults were in their life like they got the money from all of this they did not you know they, mm. they had some great royalties and now yeah, they lucky. can do whatever they want and smirk with their weird pouty lips so <laughs> all right Mackenzie, i i don't even know how to ask this question who is your twin in this episode is it a twin or is it somebody you hate? I, w- I was like, I'm like, listen, there's twins, there's baby twins, and they're not actually a character. So besides that, I chose a different one. I chose okay. a, an amalgamation of two different characters. I'm a cross between the uptightness of Danny. I'm definitely not as clean as him. I wish I could be that way, but I'm definitely as uptight. I'm a cross between Danny's uptightness and the bangs and volume of hair of Stephanie Tanner. She has so much <laughs> hair, and when I was little, like... I was so small. I would look too small to be allowed or alive. And my hair was so gigantic and blonde. And so if you like, you know, put the non-flexibleness and hair together, then that would be my twin. Your hair was alive. It, was yes. It was gigantic. Wait, what was the line that you just said? Too small to be allowed? Yes, that's a Hagrid reference. Really? <laughs> um, I just was listening to the first... Harry Potter book. He it says he was simply too big to be allowed. He looked too big to be allowed. Oh, that's kind of lovely. I know. Hagrid's my fave. All right. My, I, maybe I was just in too dark of a place Dead where mom? I was like, <laughs> Pamela. Okay, Mackenzie, you just changed my answer. I hadn't even considered that. I was going to say I couldn't bring myself to twin anyone in this episode besides Mary Kate and Ashley. Yeah, hey, like, I get that. I was like, I can't, I can't be any of them. But now I'm going to say I'll be Pamela. Because she, clearly she was a good mom because she died. And that's what happens when you're a good person in a TV show. You die young. And you were a really good person because you were married to Bob Saget. So, you know. The whitest you, man alive. Yeah, you have to be philanthropic for that. These have been the, the most telegraphed answers that we've ever had. And this one is no different. <laughs> Mackenzie. <laughs> Would you pick up this trash heap? <laughs> Would I pick up this burning pile of garbage? Listen, if I was back then, I probably would. Wait, 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 wait. Let me give you one more piece of information. Okay. You haven't yet watched the pilot, but you've heard the theme song. 
I mean, that would sell me. I really like Dave it. If I didn't, like if I didn't know, if Dave Coulier never opened his mouth, I'd be <laughs> like, I'm sold. This is great. Listen, I felt conflicted because this show totally had a life. I think they had like a hundred and, I mean, they had over 150, 190 or some episodes. They made a ton of TV. Yeah, nearly 200. So many people have good memories with it. I mean, it, we've said it before. It's like the whitest cast that's ever lived in the planet on the earth. So that's annoying. I don't even think any of yeah. these side characters were any other ethnicity. Do you remember little like four-year-old Taj Maori as Michelle's best friend? Oh. He was so cute. He is adorable. Is that the kid yes, from Sister Sister? No, that's his. That's yeah. their brother. Smart guy? Yeah, from Smart Guy. Right. All right, there we go. Well... The one thing that kept coming to my mind that made me conflicted about picking it up because no, I would not pick up this trash heap, okay? But this is one of the only sitcoms where today I actually know the actors and what they're doing 30 years later. Like mm. they're not all onto super famous things, but it's like Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen. Bob Saget had a great career for a while, even though he's a big ding dong. John Stamos, like that guy, he has America's had a sweetheart. career based on those dimples and he's actually Greek, so those whole Greek yogurt commercials work, you know. And then we got Lori Laughlin, who was super great until she wasn't great. Recently. AKA, she's going to jail. But yeah, I and then Candace Cameron Bure, who I'll never be able to say her name right. I'm not a giant fan of her. Like, she seems very nice. I'm not going to, like, watch her Aurora Tea Garden mysteries on Hallmark. I'm sorry. My best friend loves the Hallmark channel, and I bless you. I bless your name. Anyway. Wait, who's your best friend? Christina, you, oh, you. <laughs> I wow. mean, oh, wow, sorry, sorry. <laughs> oh, that's great. I love you. You're my womb mate. You like, you have a different category. You win True. over everybody. Says Taylor's silently crying. Guys, he's crying. Oh my gosh, just kidding, <laughs> just kidding. Um, it's interesting to me because that's a that's a lot of people who have gone on to do a lot of things from a show that you know when I'm thinking about step-by-step step and family matters and you know even home improvement where sure tim allen and jtt had a little bit of longevity there mm -hmm. boy meets world all that nobody went on to do what several of these people have done so at least they had a good cast they knew what they were doing but kind of taints my ability to say if i would pick this show up or not but no i would not i'm sorry that that took a long time and that i scarred you for life so <laughs> yeah this is definitely one where you you can see that the premise is pretty smart. You know, put all these colorful characters into a house. Three men and a baby. It's funny. There's going to be comedy in there. But I would have to see, besides Mary-Kate and Ashley, a total recast wow. to think about picking it up. That is saying something. Not even not even annoying but cute Stephanie? No, I have recast <laughs> her as well. I would find someone who knew how to climb a curtain. Oh my gosh. On their own. And yeah, the world would lose a lot by this not being picked up, but I gotta speak my truth. It is a trash heap. It's a trash heap we all have good memories with. And you know, when you don't have a lot of options, you're, it's nice to yeah. watch somebody wrap up an emotional... There's a, there's a problem to get it wrapped up in 30 minutes. Don't, we all wish we could have that right now. Let's be honest. A problem you could solve within 30 minutes? We all want that. Oh no, we gotta buy new shoes. Yeah, sounds Okay, great. can I ask you a question before we end? Yes. So in this time where you want to watch something that feels like it wraps up nicely and you feel a little levity, don't watch Full House. Don't go back on Hulu and watch it. Not worth your time. I watched it twice today. I can never get that hour back. Taylor, what two shows would you tell people right now to go back and watch? Or they could be shows that are recent or a favorite show that you think would give them some levity. 
All right, a past show is going to be Malcolm in the Middle. Nice. Because that started you off with so many rough edges, but there were whenever there was a touching family moment, it hit all the harder. Oh. Like I definitely teared up when Malcolm and his mom like actually are like crying because this therapist comes to the house and they actually talk about their issues and I was like, "Oh, there's uh there's no more yelling. There's just crying and it's lovely." Um <laughs> And if you want to watch something on TV right this moment that's newer to de-stress, please watch Somebody Feed Phil, a travel food show with the creator of Everybody Loves Raymond. Not an actor, but the most charming, weird guy you'll ever meet. That's awesome. Oh, I love that. Do you have any in mind as well? Um, I would say one family sitcom-ish would be Jane the Virgin. It's got mm-hmm. five seasons, I think. It, it is both like, it's a, it's a dramedy. We'll talk about it someday, and we will have a lot of fun things to say about it. But it's super fun. It's a telenovela-type um, show that was created just a couple years ago. and um, I said I, mean, I would never cover a soap opera, but this is a satire of Taylor opera, eating so. his words, which never happens because he's <laughs> actually a very smart person. My other quick one would be the Frozen 2 documentary on Disney+. Plus. You guys, <laughs> listen. You don't even have to have liked the movie that much. It's a six episode. Don't laugh at me. Don't laugh at me. It's a six episode series on Disney Plus about the making of Frozen 2. I have cried during every single episode. The amount of work that everyone does. There are hundreds of people, the designers and the people who are writing it. And then you meet with the cast and hear how they're writing the music. And the people who write the music are amazing. But then there's two people who kind of lead the helm of Frozen 2. And their stories and just who they are are amazing. And the woman who leads it is the head of Pixar, which for a female to be that high up is amazing. So it's really cool to hear. Anyway, I cry. It's so fun. I know that's really niche, but I got to tell the world about it. Mackenzie, I love you. This was a great antidote to a crazy week. Yes, sir. Before we go, let me tee up next week's episode. Well, thanks everybody so much for listening this week. We love dissecting these pilots together and it is so fun to share it with all of you. If you have enjoyed our podcast, there are three easy ways you can share and interact with us. First, make sure to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. Second, share our show with a friend and leave us a rating and review on your favorite podcasting app. These reviews actually help people find out more about our show. Finally, we love interacting with you. We want to hear about which pilot you want us to analyze next or your twin of the episode, or if you've got a beef with any of our opinions. So come find us at fromthetoppod.com and on Instagram and Facebook at fromthetoppod. Thanks again, guys. We hope you had a lot of fun, and we'll see you next week on From the Top with Taylor and McKenzie. <laughs>